Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71 features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. But thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. So... I've contemplated telling this story forever, it seems, because it just sounds not real. But I love this place so much, I've decided to share it here. When I was in high school, I worked at the local Pizza Hut, and I was a closing server, so after closing down the salad bar and mopping, I got out of there pretty late. I had this ritual of texting my dad when I was almost done to let him know that I was almost home, but mostly it was to test and see if him and my mum were awake or not. If they weren't, then I would take the long way home on the old country roads. I lived on a dog breeding farm 20 minutes outside of town, and I would smoke a joint or jam out or whatever. Now, one particular night I decided to do this, and I was riding along a back road about 3-4 to minutes from my house. This is a road that I know very well, and my bus took this road my whole childhood, One thing to note about my area is that I live in the deep woods of East Texas, so most people who own property put their houses about maybe a quarter to half a mile back on the property and keep their exposed woods as basically a natural fence and defense as well. So while you can see a lot of driveways and mailboxes, you can see almost no houses, just pretty much woods with chunks taken out. 
Now, as I'm driving, I come upon a toolbox, like the ones that sit up in the back of a work truck, smack dab in the middle of the tiny dirt road. I pull up to it and stop and open my door, stepping out but not away from my car, and as I take in my obstacle, I realize my headlights are not the only light on the road. There are headlights, small ones, coming up a driveway that was parallel with the toolbox. I quickly sit back down in my car and close my door till only a crack is open so that in a moment's notice I can close it, go off into the grass and get the heck out of there if need be. When a small riding wheel lawnmower comes out of the trees and riding it is a man in a full clown suit and a mask with a shotgun laid across his lap. He turns and looks directly through my windscreen and into my eyes and brings the shotgun up out of his lap. Now, I am a country boy through and through. I can smell when I'm somewhere that I'm not wanted, so before he even got the butt of that thing to his shoulder, my car was in drive and in the side ditch of the road. I got out of there, threw my joint out, went home, crawled into bed, and never really spoke about it again. I still don't know what that guy was doing, seeing as this was probably 2018 to 19, so after the killer clown craze, whether it was a dumb kid or some crazy backwoods man, I'm not really sure, but I'm really glad that I never ran into him again. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So, I haven't shared this with anyone because, well, I don't want to seem crazy. I'm just looking for some opinions, I guess, if this was a prank or what. I waited to share this because I was just so freaked out and I didn't know if any of them recognized my car or something. 
anyway. So, I'm not sure where to start, but I'll do my best. So, I live in northern Minnesota in a decent-sized town, 15,000. However, outside of town is extremely rural, with very low populations in the surrounding towns. This happened on the 21st of June, like around 1 or 2 in the morning. So, I had training for work down in the Twin Cities at the beginning of that week, and hit the road to head back north at around 9 or so. It's about a 4 hour drive north. The first half of the drive is mostly highway, and then the second half is more of a rural two-lane road, but still a common road traveled. I'm not sure if any of you have driven in Minnesota, but there are deer everywhere, so I was staying pretty attentive on keeping my eyes peeled for something possibly running across the road. What to look for are their eyes when it's dark, as they tend to stick out in the ditch and you're able to spot them before passing them. So I was on a stretch of road without a town for about 30 miles in all directions, when I noticed a glow in the woods, which was some type of bonfire inside the woods, but also there was a group of people standing in the ditch forming a line towards the woods. I thought that they were deer at first. These are dense woods too, big pine trees, so you can see into the woods fairly easily. I slowed down because... I guess I thought that maybe they needed help or whatever. I'm going to try my best to explain it because my headlights were facing forward so I could only make out one person clearly and couldn't see too much detail for the other people as they were farther away in the ditch closer to the woods. But they were lined up in a row facing the road but forming a line heading into the woods. They had their heads down looking at the ground but for each person that was closer to the woods they were closer to the ground. The first person straight up and then the next looked somewhat hunched over. And then I think the people close to the woods were kneeling. It was hard to make out their age, but I had to guess maybe middle-aged. But I'm not positive. I really could only make out the first person's outfit, but they had on what looked like a white robe with a black sash around it. The sash had a symbol of what looked like a robot or some type of figurine with its hands facing out, sitting down. There was other imagery on the sash, but I was only stopped for maybe 10 seconds trying to process everything. Also, these people never acknowledged me, as far as I'm aware anyway, just didn't even move whatsoever. I was pretty much frozen with fear, as obviously this is quite abnormal and nothing like I've ever witnessed or heard about here. So I promptly left after I got my focus regained on the road. I tried telling myself that it was some hoax or maybe some different people camping. But it was just too odd and it just seemed like that was not the case. So I guess I'm just wondering if anyone else has experienced something like this or heard about it. And if you have and if you know anything, well, what is it? I've lived in many haunted houses all my life, each with their own experiences and stories, but for the most part human in nature. This though was the first time that I experienced something that I would call inhuman. My dad was in the army at the time and had been stationed to a base in South Carolina. He found a house for rent and showed us pictures of it. 
It was a single story at the end of a roundabout in the middle of the woods. You can see the other house off in the distance through the trees. I looked at the pictures and whenever I looked at the pictures of the outside, a voice in my head would start screaming at me, it's in the woods, it's in the woods. But nothing on the inside, just the outside. When we got there, as we were unpacking, a cop pulled up too. I never got out of the car, but talked to my mum through the window about how he knew the previous owners and just wanted to check on things. We never saw the cop again after that, but it was weird. Anyway, whenever I go outside, I would get the sensation that something was hiding in the tree line and that it wanted me to follow it. I felt like it was trying to be playful and mischievous. I would also see figures walking by the windows and heard scratching from outside even. One night, I woke up hearing something moving around outside. I went to look outside, peeking through the blinds, and I saw something crouching in front of the window. If it was standing, it would have been on two legs and at least seven feet tall. Given I could see the silhouette of shoulders and knees, I could also see that whatever it was, it was covered in fur. Obviously, I was pretty freaked out. Days later, my parents had taken my brother to the airport as well, and I was home alone. I was doing laundry, and I saw that my room was brighter than normal for some reason. I figured that I must have left my bedside lamp on, so I went to go and turn it off. I stood in my doorway and saw that my lamp was off. Looking up, my ceiling light, which had never worked since we moved in, was on. I texted my mom asking if she had the light fixed and she said no. That was really weird because we checked that later as well and that line was broken. Eventually I left for army basic training but my mom kept up to date on what was going on there. And she said that she was hearing the scratches and the noises now that I used to hear one night, she was talking to my dad by the door and said that they both heard someone run up on the porch and rattle the door handle. My dad whipped open the door, but when he did, there was nothing there. We never got any answers to what was in the woods or the house, but it was my first experience with something that honestly felt inhuman. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This incident happened a few months ago while I worked at a former police department here in the southeastern US. I was a patrol officer there and our shifts at the time were 12 hours, 7pm to 7am. I enjoyed working nights, a lot of fun and crazy things happened which really kept things interesting. The night started as it usually does as well. A shift briefing, pass on general pre-shift shenanigans... I'd say about the first three to four hours were pretty normal as well. Wrecks, domestic disturbances, and the likes. 
that I'd say maybe 11.30 to 11.45, we received a call for a severe wreck. A black sedan rolled over and was upside down in the ditch. The callers who called it never stopped, but they said that they didn't see anyone in or around the vehicle. I was the second one on the scene, my sergeant being the first. Now, I have been to gruesome scenes before, gunshot and stabbing victims, welfare checks to find decomposing bodies, and other terrible scenes. I was generally okay with handling them, but nothing could have prepared me for this scene. So in the car was an infant's child seat ripped from the restraints. My first hope was there wasn't a child in the car. On further investigation though, the front shield wasn't even attached to the car anymore. It happens a lot in rollovers, but about 30 feet away, in the knee-deep high grass, I saw a depression from what looked to be something displacing the grass. As I approached, I saw the body of a woman. 28 years old, based on a driver's license, and we recovered her. She was in and out of consciousness and hardly being able to speak. We had a lot of trouble with her. When I found her, fire was rolling on the scene, and I radioed to them that I'd found the victim. And despite the noise, I heard distinctly, where is my baby? When I looked back down at her, she was staring at me, and my heart sank, because... It was then that I realized that there was a child somewhere in either the vehicle or ejected somewhere out here. I immediately began searching the field after telling my sergeant that a child was also in the vehicle. We searched and searched and eventually, well, unfortunately, you get the drift. That was the moment that something in me just changed as well. After the mother and the child were transported, we learned the mother succumbed to her wounds. A single car, two fatality wrecks. I was placed on admin leave and had to speak with our psychiatrist for several days until they deemed it okay for me to return to shift. My first night back was routine calls that we usually had, the same as the second night. The third night though, we received a call, once again a wreck, on the same road as before, in the same manner as well. I was closer to the location and arrived at the scene first. Mind racing, heart going 100 miles an hour, the memory suddenly flooded back from that first collision, but as I rolled up to the scene, there was nothing. No wreck, just an empty field and darkness. My blue lights were on and so were my scene lights. Confused if I was at the right location, I radioed my dispatch to confirm with them and... They acknowledged that I was in the right place. I scanned and nothing was out of the norm. Nothing was disturbed. The ground looked the same as it had been forever. It was then that I thought that perhaps this was a really cruel prank call or something. Maybe an error on the caller. So I got in my patrol car, turned my blue lights off and prepared to drive further down the road to have a little look around. As I placed my car into drive though, I noticed movement out of my peripherals, but when I looked, there was just inky darkness. I shook it off and I drove off. I never did find the second supposed accident and I ended up being told to clear up as other calls were waiting. 
but later that night when things began to calm down, at around 3.30 in the morning, I decided to drive down that road once again just to take a look. As I turned left onto the road, I honestly felt as if something nudged my right arm. Instantly, my hair on my arm stood on end and I got the chills. No one else was in the car with me, but I tried to rationalize it. I continued on down the road. As I approached the original wreck scene, I saw off to the side of the road what appeared to be someone standing in the distance in the field. Despite the distance and being in the shadows of my headlights, I could tell what clothes that they were wearing. Blue jeans and a light shirt, but what caught me off guard was I could see the figure holding something in its arms. As I got closer, I slowed down to a crawl, trying to use my spotlight to see better, but when I went back to look again, there was nothing there. Something in me told me to stop the car, and I did. As I got out, I looked into the field with my flashlights from the roadside. Behind me and on the other side of the road from the field was a wooded plot of land. And from there, I could hear what sounded like footsteps, but lighter. This was late autumn and there were a lot of leaves on the ground so there should have been more noise if someone was walking around on freshly fallen leaves like that. I informed my dispatch that I was stepping out of my vehicle and where, as I ventured out into the field, I found the original spot where the mother laid, gauze, gloves and various other medical bandages still laid there intertwined in the long grass. Despite being late autumn, the temperature was sitting around 55 degrees but as I approached, I could feel the temperature suddenly drop. I got the chills again, goosebumps, and a feeling as if I was suddenly being watched. I scanned again and still nothing. As I left the spot and began walking back to my car, looking down as to not trip as I went, I looked up and my heart sank. Standing on the driver's side of my car, illuminated ever so faintly, but... Not enough to see a face was a woman holding, clearly, a child in her arms. It was clear too, the same clothes as before but just obscured in the face. I called out to her and continued my way to her, trying to shine my flashlight at her but as I did, I saw her step back into the shadows, my flashlight seemingly not able to pierce that darkness. As I got to my car, I called out again, searched with my flashlight, even going as far as turning my scene lights on, but nothing. Paranoid, I searched my vehicle, searched the wood line, and the feeling of dread became just too strong. And eventually, I got in my car and I just left. Shaken up by the experience, I called my sergeant and told him what happened. PTSD is what he said, and I was told to take the next several days off and to speak with the counselor. It really messed me up. After everything was said and done though, I did return to work a week later. I just never went back down that road by myself while employed there. Several other people witnessed the same experience after I left, even people who were never even on the scene during the wreck all described the same woman holding a child in the field in that tree line.
Back in 2009, when I was in my early 20s, I'd often go on late night walks with a friend. We lived in a seaside town in the UK, and our walks would take us around the outskirts of the town. We only drank on weekends, and these particular events took place midweek whilst we were stone-cold sober, for what it's worth. So... We set off from my mum's house at around 9pm and after walking for about 30 minutes or so, we stopped to pet a cat that was here. We were beside a building that had a big glass front. I was stroking the cat when my friend said, What the? That's creepy. Look in that window. I glanced up and there was an old man sat bolt upright in a chair at the back of the room in complete darkness, just staring outside. We watched him for a while and he was completely still. My friend even pondered whether the guy was dead or maybe a mannequin or something. We eventually moved on and after that our night got even stranger though. You see, we made our way past the town's dump, out to a close, around the town's boating lake and down towards the estuary. It would have been nearing 10.30 at this point we wandered past some really lavish houses that overlooked the place and then arrived at a narrow wooded line that goes right down to the estuary. Normally on this walk, we just ignore the lane and keep going past the houses, to the top of the road and back into town. But on this night, we decided to wander down to the water's edge. As soon as we set foot into the lane, it immediately got darker due to the tree coverage on each side. The only source of light was at the end of the lane. We were completely silent, just sort of trudging down the lane and feeling really horrible. It was cold and the apprehension sort of came out of nowhere, I guess, but as we got to within about 20 yards of the water, we both stopped at exactly the same time with no communication. I was suddenly staring at a shape that I could make out down the bottom of the lane. At first I thought it was a signpost, but as my eyes focused it seemed to me more like a, a broad figure and it had a big head that stood about 7 to 8 feet in height. I was trying to rationalize in my head when my friend broke the silence and said, Do you see that thing down there? I replied with a yes. And without any further communication, we both turned around and dashed back up the lane it was only 20 seconds or so until we got to the street, but the whole time the back of my neck was cold and I felt like I was being chased. Once back on the street, we began walking, thankful for the streetlights lining the pavement. At this point, we started talking again. Both not only saw the same thing, but we also felt the cold and sensation of being chased. We both remarked on how, without communicating, we both instinctively turned tail and got out of there as fast as we could. We both described seeing the same eerie shape of what appeared to be something bipedal and absolutely massive, shrouded in darkness like a, a shadow. Yet, there were no shadows down there because of the tree coverage. It was almost blacker than a shadow, if anything. But there was like a density to that dark shape as well like a void. In any case, we went back to my place and we just watched some South Park to wind down. My mate then left and I insisted on him texting me when he got home. 
which as two young men is something that we never did. Male privilege and all that, I guess. Now, I had an appointment at a mobile retinal scanning clinic the next day. This happened to be taking place in a car park next to the house that we saw the old man in. I went to this appointment and met up with another friend who lived nearby. As we rounded the corner, I glanced at the house that we were at the night before and it was now completely empty. No furniture or anything. I mentioned to my friend about what I had seen the night before and she said, well that's weird because my mum used to clean for the old couple that lived there but they died a few years ago and it's been empty ever since. Man, when I tell you that goosebumps were all over my body, that is a complete understatement. In the 90s, my dad bought an old house that had a barn attached to it. A lot of houses in Germany, especially in the smaller villages, are like this. The first few years were totally fine as well. In 2003, my dad started to remodel or rebuild the house. And that was when it started. First, it was just weird little things, such as banging, things falling over... Water faucets being turned on, toilets flushing. We just shrugged it off saying that it's an old house and blah blah blah. I never felt comfortable there to be honest though. I always heard something right above my room, the attic. And sometimes it sounded like furniture being moved. But there were only two to three old chairs and a really heavy old oak closet up there. It was huge as well. Dad always told us that it was probably just squirrels pretty big squirrels if you ask me but well time went by and we didn't think too much of it i met my now husband on myspace and we skyped every night but due to the time difference six hours one morning my now husband said oh they're up early and i said who he said that someone just walked through the hallway my heart was about to explode when i heard that no one was up at three in the morning and as I turned to the hallway, the whole fixture of the living room curtain, which was mounted to the wall, just fell off. I got pretty scared by that. He knew about all of this stuff though because I had told him about it and he said just go and check if everyone is asleep and just lay down. I hung up and as soon as I was upstairs, I checked everyone and they were all sleeping from there, too, it kept getting worse and worse. In the morning, all kitchen cabinets and drawers were open. Basement door was open and that door was always locked because it had an old well down there. At this point, everyone got and felt very uneasy. It even happened when we had visitors over, too. Lights flickering, doors slamming shut. One of my mum's friends is very spiritual and her best friend is Native American and she said she talked to her about it and that she would be more than happy to come over and do a cleansing. My mum said absolutely, but I called the Catholic priest and I'm waiting for him to call back. He called and said that it wasn't the first time that he was called to this address and also that he won't be coming back. He seemed honestly pretty upset that the sellers didn't mention why they never kept the tenants for longer than a few months. He apologized and just said that there was nothing that he could do. 
My mum asked him then if at least he knows what happened or what it is. He said that all he knows is that around the 1900s, a farmer and his wife owned the house and the land. The wife always wanted children but was never able to get pregnant. They were both lovely people apparently, but one day her husband left the house to go to the market and a little while later his wife heard lots of screaming. Someone banged on her door and her husband sadly was run over and apparently died. Ever since that day, she became bitter, especially unfriendly to kids and didn't talk to anyone anymore. Sadly, she did die bitter as well and alone in that house. Mum was like, oh, that's great, thank you. And after that for a while, nothing seemed to happen all of a sudden. Everything just went quiet and almost back to normal. Until my sister-in-law announced that she was pregnant. And it all started over, but this time, much more aggressive. Windows fully open now, dishes flew out of the cabinets, stuff was thrown down the stairs, and the closer it got to the berth, the crazier it got too. It got so bad that both of my sisters slept with me in my room. One night, I heard my brother scream as well. We ran into his part of the house, and he said that a shadow figure came down the stairs from the attic. The stairs to the attic were in this bathroom and went right under the baby crib, and it tipped over. From that night on, we all slept together in the living room. The next day, my mum called her friend again. At this point, we were absolutely terrified. Even my dad, who's still the biggest skeptic ever, was pretty scared. Next day, this beautiful lady came over with mum's friend, and she looked at us and said that it's feeding off of y'all's fear. Truthfully, too, we hadn't slept right in months. She asked if we wanted to wait outside or come inside. I assumed that we were all scared for her and we all told her that we'd go in with her. But before we went in, she, I guess, cleansed us or blessed us in her beautiful native language and gave us some sort of bean to hold or put in pocket to protect us. I wish I could remember the name of that, but... She walked in and said, wow, it is strong and it doesn't like me. We went from room to room. She had a tray with like several different items on it. Sage, obviously, and something that was already burning. A feather, I think, and something else as well, but I don't remember. Anyway, as we approached my brother's studio or apartment section, she kept getting louder and louder and... I didn't understand her native language, but in between she would tell us that it's trying to hide and it feels cornered. The next stop was the attic. One by one we started to go up and all of a sudden the door swung wide open and a 2x4 board came full speed flying right towards us and almost hit my brother-in-law right in the head. And then there was this loud boom it just felt like the whole house shook as well, like an earthquake. My siblings went out with my dad and brother-in-law. Once we were up there, we see the big oak cabinet was pushed over and the 2x4 was ripped out of the wooden structure from the roof. The lady got pretty hectic at this point and then said that it's not here anymore. It must be downstairs. 
The only room that we hadn't been in at this point was the laundry room. She went in there alone and she was really loud at this point. In fact, everything felt so loud. After what felt like a really long time too, she came out and said that apparently it put up a fight. She had ashes all over her and looked really drained. And she said that apparently it kept blowing the ashes on her, trying to put the fire out off the tray. I'll never forget that day, ever. This kind lady as well didn't want anything for her work. She came back a few days later to tell us that the lady who owned the house was trying to protect us, especially my sister-in-law, since the thing was after her unborn baby. I moved to Tennessee a few years later. My siblings went to college across Germany, and so my parents sold the house. Peaceful as... It could have ever been. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.